Welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman's. I'm going to be doing a few today, but today, or for this one, I'm actually going to be doing a prior reading that I, uh, of, um, it was a challenge, a thousand word challenge essay that I had written based off of a TED talk that I had watched. And uh, this was written all the way back in 20 or 2018. Um, I like diving back into this kind of stuff. And now that I am uh, kind of doing a lot of cleaning of my Google Docs and all that stuff, I'm coming across a lot of different writings uh, of mine in the past. And reading them gives me like this nostalgic um, oomph. I don't know. Also, I learn more and I realize how much of a writer and stellar writer I've always been when I remember as a kid, writing used to terrify me and it used to petrify me as well as reading because I was just pretty bad at all of that. So remember, you guys, as I always say, the more confident you are in yourself, the more that you know that you're capable of doing those things that you didn't know that you were capable of doing before. So then you take on more and then you take on more and then it becomes each step, each progression into something new because remember we all start somewhere as a failure and then we build ourselves up from those failures to eventually become an expert in whatever we priorly failed in it reminds me of when i first decided to do stand-up comedy and i remember i was absolute garbage at the very beginning just garbage and you have to embrace the fact that there is a garbage level that you have to deal with it kind of think about like a video game it's not like you're going to start a video game and they're going to start you off at level 100 with maxed out um you know characteristics and you have this extreme health and vitality and stamina and you can sprint everywhere you go you don't do that you you build up you play the video game you go through the trials in the video game in order to there prove to your character that you're capable and then you acquire those those characteristics the like plus 10 to your charisma or plus five to personality and science and intelligence i don't know getting into a little bit of a side tangent but i just want you guys to know and i always am saying it from day one i repeat this because the more that i repeat something the more i hope to ingrain it or at least for somebody to hear it and be like you know what that's something that i've never really considered before right because we're always noobs at whatever we do um, when we first start out and for us to expect us to be perfect at something, um, right off the get go is unrealistic. And that's when you create a really bad, um, relationship with yourself where you start to push yourself into extremes where if you don't achieve what you felt like you should have achieved, then you have this maladaptive perfectionism where you just beat yourself up relentlessly for it. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm dealing with some weird stuff right now because guess what? Thursday it was 80 degrees and then on Friday it dips all the way down to 30 and we get like seven inches of snow in the city. So talk about a weird time on May 22nd, 2020. But let me tell you, all this weird weather has just got me thinking that the world's rebelling finally against us and how the world and the climate has finally taken its 
due diligence in terms of abuse from us. And now it's finally fighting back and saying, you know what, we're done. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get into this thousand word challenge. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. So this I call I titled this does matter matter. Um, so to begin, it is a human condition that we need a meaning for everything. In fact, we need some sort of tangible word or physical presence in order to define that particular piece of matter. As human beings, we are wonderful at existentialism, more so wondering what our meaning is on this world. Yet everything we know and understand that envelops our reality has been constructed from the human's insatiable need to understand. It's so funny because now I'm remembering how this is also a language piece. It talks about the power of language. So this insatiable need to understand or at least quantify anything metaphysical. When we truly think about it, this kingdom we consider the visible is completely overshadowed by a greater realm, what we cannot see. Have you ever thought about that? Hmm. Yes, we look around and everything that we see, we see. But what about everything that's in between that we can't see? What, what is filling all of the nothingness? So why worry what our attention is when nothing else has had a purpose without humans first having deemed it to have a purpose? This isn't nihilistic by any means, so don't think of it like that. Humans seem to always require everything in our world to have an inherent purpose tied to, into it. The human language has become an important tool in understanding what we cannot see. For example, what do we refer to as the omnipresent force that resides in, within everyone, governs all, and provides a basis for morality and ethical ideals? God. But why God? Why G-O-D? As Ludwig Wittgenstein... Wittgenstein states in his remarks on the philosophy of psychology, introspection can never lead to a definition. It can only lead to a psychological statement about the introspector. Essentially, what language means and how it is perceived conveys itself in a way that stresses the nature of understanding to be only revealed through language. So according to Wittgenstein, theology is grammar. Metaphysics is grammar. Everything is grammar, guys. Everything is language. Think about it. Therefore, without one, we would not have the other. Verbiage is used to limit an abstract concept for that person to have the means of understanding it. Although we have no means for why God is God, what, we, what can certainly be said is that these ideas and the word itself, God, limits metaphysical concepts to a more physical, physical state of being, right? If I know that God is God, then I can at least refer to God as God, because if I didn't have a name for God, then what would I call God? See? It creates the illusion that there is a divine force that oversees the world and universe, even though we have no physical proof other than the name we've given it. I know that that's going to sound very problematic for some of you guys, and I know that this is a very secular paper that I'm writing here, but at the end of the day, 
Yes, the word God, for a lot of people that aren't religious, just use that word in order to understand and delineate what God is. What is God? Well, he is the omnipotent force that resides within us, governs all, and provides a basis of morality. The function of language, which humans have given it, is to help us explain the unexplainable. I've said that from day one, and I truly believe that. This is why we have natural ideological myths in both religion and myth mythology that help to explain the nature of the world as it is, such as the parable of Adam and Eve, which refers to the fall and how it can be taken as a powerful symbolic expression of human sinfulness, where sin is understood as self-centeredness and estrangement from God, while also giving an giving an explanation for what sin is and why humans are fallible in nature. See, language ties in with stories and myths and parables and fables, and it really just, you know what? Language is just so, so integral. And, it, and now we're thinking about language critically as to why it has created the society that we now live in. Language has molded that, y'all. So, there are these concepts that don't exist, exist within our world, yet we imagine them to exist. Thus, we cannot physically grab them. We instead veil them in this realm that we call the invisible. Hmm. But humans are desperate to know why we are here and if we have a purpose. I do it all the time. So many people do it because it makes our life seem futile if we're just making our way through this life without you know, some sort of purpose. Now, people with religion, however, do have that purpose. They have that purpose. Uh, well, some of them do. Not all of, not all religious people abide by uh, religiosity in the way that they should. So, we can't generalize people because generalizations don't really work. They just work to assume. But remember what assuming does if we split that up into three little words... Let me find my place again. So humans are desperate to know why we are here and we, if we have a purpose. Yet it's rather pointless to limit the condition of being human to some cookie cutter approach. Because if we knew why we were here, then what would the point be? Life is about not knowing, in my opinion. Probably yours too, in a way. There's a lot of uncertainty, especially nowadays. And that's the true beauty of it in my opinion remember we can continue we can consider this an opinion piece by me we don't need to go and search for the needle in the haystack because we are the ones assuming that there's already a needle in that haystack to be found maybe there's nothing there and it's just a hay bale and that's it one of my favorite quotes in latin is by horse who says dum we wimus we wamus Horace's quote translates literally to mean, while we live, let us live. As humans, it is difficult for us to disregard the notion that our existence must have a clear significance beyond what we perceive as the present and physicality of our world. In fact, this notion of purpose within life may seem ill-defined and even unscientific. The trouble is, we tell ourselves to do nothing to soften the harsh reality of the possible absence of a greater meaning. Meaning, For all we know, life could be this random event 
a part of something much, much greater. I mean, didn't we just see uh, over the news, all over the news, how the CIA and the government is talking about all of these um, viewings of unidentified flying objects? They don't refer to them as UFOs anymore, though. But we have confirmation that we have a lot of these um, aerial craft. (laughs) Bless you. That... uh, that we have no idea where they come from or who owns them or how they're flying. You know, a lot of them are very, 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 very esoteric. So, you know what? We could just be a part of uh, an alien's mission to colonize Earth. I don't know. Gosh, please don't make that into conspiracy theory, although I'm sure it probably already is. But since this is all speculative, let's speculative rather. Let's not try to limit the existence of humans to a finite meaning, but rather allow meaning to be drawn from what that person cherishes. Essentially, deeming the meaning of life to be relative to what that person truly values. That's what I think life is. It's essentially deeming the meaning of life to be relative to just your life. Hello, doesn't that seem a little bit more empowering rather than us having to look for some sort of meaning, whether it be from the Hitchhiker's Guide that's just seven times six or 42 or whatever you want to see the meaning of life is? Um, I'm going to laugh if 100 years from now we realize that the meaning of life is 42 and that 42 is actually some sort of weird code-like thing that we didn't really look into before, but now, anyways... According to Burrell, just because life is ultimately meaningless doesn't stop us for ser- stop us for searching for a meaning while we live. But all who find it seem to stumble across the same thing. And you know what that is? That's purpose. In science, the, this supposedly objective form of knowledge defines humans as simply animals. That begs the question, do other animals have a meaning fixed to their life? Or is their meaning to serve as food for humans and other animals? Thus, if only human life has this esoteric significance, then what really sets us apart from our rudimentary counterparts? Humans have this unquenchable unquenchable need to understand. I wanted to switch from insatiable because I've been using that word a lot. Unquenchable need to understand anything that in nature cannot be understood. Maybe the meaning of life is as simple and dumb as 42. Huh, I can't believe it. I love how I already had this in the my story. Or maybe there's an, some other meaning, which is why humans continually search for it. Instead of worrying why, though, we simply need to take heed of Horace's knowledge and let Life live and live life according to nothing more than just being and do that to the best of our abilities because at the end of the day, that's what being present is, to just be. It reminds me of when I talked to my brother about one of my most favorite educators, Mr. Rogers. If you guys haven't seen that documentary about Mr. Rogers, you you should watch it or watch the Tom Hanks film. I actually haven't seen it yet, but this Mr. Rogers is just like the talk about the ultimate good soul. 
who just, he lived for the children and lived for the investment of our children into the world um, and into their futures. Because I, I remember watching Mitch, Mr. Mister Rogers, excuse me, and it was this stupid one that I was like, oh, this is dumb. Where he, he I remember on air, he had the children just be like, all right, you guys, you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to watch the clock and we're going to watch it tick for a minute. And we're going to think about that time as we watch that minute pass and think about that minute. And it's so interesting how he taught in its most rudimentary fashion the concept of presence to the children because I try and do that with my students and it took it took a trial of like six times and then finally by the time we actually did get it done um they were like oh my god that felt like five minutes we're losing our ability to just be present and to be there and to understand and or think and be aware of everything that is around us being perceptive is a lost art nowadays. I understand this is rather vague and up for interpretation, but it's a concept that I, I, you know, now re revisiting, I, I still believe in. But when talking matters of both the physical and how it pertains to the state that goes beyond our human sense of perception, things can get a bit convoluted and esoteric, like I said such as the condition of attempting to understand the purpose of the human, in my opinion. Unfortunately, we cannot turn to objective cases like science to give us an answer because science is always living to question, question and uh, prove itself wrong. We can't rely on science because science is always trying to prove itself wrong to make itself more right, which I love. We can't, uh, we can't uh, refer to the dictionary nor divine inspiration either, so I can't rely on that. The concept of humans and the concept of being human is hopelessly but thankfully perplexing. We should allow it to remain as such and not derive meaning from something that may or may not truly have it. Thanks again, everybody. Tempus to Sketeray.